Austin Brooke opened his front door and stared at his two P.I. partners, standing shoulder to shoulder on the front porch. They looked pissed enough to chew glass. He knew why they were here. He even knew why they were pissed. Still, he decided the best approach would be to take a page from his dating manual and do the same thing he always did when he got in trouble with a woman. Namely, feign ignorance and pretend everything was just fine. Hey, he said, what brings you guys by? What the hell do you think you're doing? Dallas O'Connor snapped. Austin grinned. Well, I was thinking about taking a piss when someone started pounding on my door. Bud, Dallas's dog, nosed his way between his owner's legs and stared up with the same bulldog face as Austin's partner's at the only in Texas agency. The fact that Bud was an English bulldog made his look understandable. Not that Austin didn't understand his partner's dire expressions. He knew they were here to derail his plan. I thought you guys were in Galveston. And he was hoping to be gone before they got back. Austin raised his foot, and with the toe of his boot, scratched the dog's neck between the folds of loose canine skin. We came back early. Roberto called us. Dallas, a big man carrying a bad attitude, pushed inside, and Tyler, slightly less bulky but equally tall, joined him. Bud, snorting and probably farting, followed at their heels. Austin shut the door, then regretted it when the strong odor of doggy gas hit him square in the face. Instinctually, all three men waved a hand to clear the air. Tyler's gaze, his eyes as dark as his black hair, shifted to Austin's suitcases, sitting beside the bar. I thought we decided to let Roberto handle this. Roberto was the professional informant they had digging up info on the SOB de Luna, who'd framed them. And while Austin liked Roberto, or at least liked what little he knew of the man, he was taking too damn long to get the job done. No, you two decided that, Austin said, letting the bitterness shine through in his voice. I distinctly remember telling you that I was tired of handing everything over to Roberto and getting handed back shit. We're paying this guy big bucks and we really don't know crap about him. So far, his leads have all been on the mark, Dallas insisted. True, but it's been six months since he's given us a solid lead on DeLuna. To Austin, that meant it was time for one of them to intervene. And since both of his partners now had wives to consider, he figured it was up to him to do it. Not that he minded. Taking down that no-good lowlife claimed top spot on his bucket list. My bet is by now all of DeLuna's men know our faces, Dallas said. You go through with this, and we'll be buying your casket in a matter of weeks. Austin sat down on his favorite armchair and stretched out his cowboy boot-clad feet. Just use the one we keep in the entranceway of the office and save yourself some money. The damn casket had been left in the building by the previous owners, who ran a funeral home. Now it was sort of their trademark. 
He's serious, Tyler said, using his calm voice that always reminded Austin of a therapist. Not that he'd gone to one in a hell of a long time. Well, not since he was 13, and had decided that being a ward of the state didn't mean he had to follow their damn rules. You think I'm not serious? Austin asked. His mind was made up. He didn't mess around with his bucket list. What brought this on? Tyler asked. Is this about your- Stop. Quit trying to get in my head. Austin's anger surfaced with a rush. But it was directed more at the stranger, who'd shown up at the agency, and spilled her dirty laundry right in front of everyone, than at his two partners. Still, that didn't mean he had to discuss it. Discussing it meant-